Kate Bonnet by Frank R. Stockton, Chapter Seven. This is a LibriVox recording by Vivian Weaver. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Kate Plans. It was nearly an hour before Kate and Mr. Newcomb returned, and when they came back, they did not look happy. Dickory observed their sad visages but the sight did not make him sad kate took dame charter by the hand and led her to the bench you have been so kind to me she said that i have almost come to look upon you as a mother even though i have known you such a little while and i want to tell you what i have been talking about and what i think i am going to do mr newcomb now stood by and dickory also his mother was not quite sure that this was the right place for him but as he had already done so much for the young lady there was perhaps no reason why he should be debarred from hearing what she had to say this gentleman said kate indicating martin newcomb sympathizes with me very greatly in my present unfortunate position having no home to which i can go and having no relative belonging to this island but my father who is sailing upon the seas i know not where and therefore in his great kindness has offered to marry me and to take me to his home which thereafter would be my home and in which i should have all comforts and rights now dickory's face fell like the sky before a shower his mother saw it out of the corner of her eye but the others did not look at him this was very kind and very good continued kate not at all not at all interrupted master newcomb except that it was kind of good to myself for there is nothing in this world which you need and want as much as i need and want you at this dickory's growl grew darker i believe all you say said kate for i am sure you are an honest and a true man but as i told you i cannot marry you for even had i made up my mind on the subject which i have not i could not marry any one at such a time as this not knowing my father's will upon the subject or where he is the sun broke out on dickory's countenance without a shower his mother noticed a change but as i must do something kate went on a plan came to me while mr newcomb was talking to me and i have been thinking of it ever since and now as i speak i am becoming fully determined in regard to it that is if i can carry it out it often happens she said with a faint smile that when people ask advice they become more and more strengthened in their own opinion my opinion and i may say my plan is this when my father told me he was going away in his ship he agreed to take me with him on a little voyage leaving me with my mother's brother at the island of jamaica not far from spanish town in purposing this he thought no doubt that it would be far better for me to be with my own blood if his voyage should be long rather than to live with one who is no relative of mine and does not wish to act like one this then being my father's intention which he was prevented by reasons which i know not of from carrying out i shall carry it out myself with all possible dispatch and go to my uncle in jamaica by the earliest vessel which sails from this port not only as this is my natural refuge in my trouble but as my father intended to go there when he thought of having me with him it may be a part of his plan to go there anyway even though i be not with him and so i may see him and all may be well clouds now settled heavily on the faces of each of the young men and even the ordinarily bright sky of dame charter became somewhat overcast although in her heart she did not believe that anybody in this world could have devised a better plan under the circumstances 
than this forsaken mistress kate bonnet now there is my plan said kate with something of cheerfulness in her voice if it so be i can carry it out do either of you know glancing at the young men impartially but apparently not noticing the bad weather if in a reasonable time evissa will leave here for jamaica dickory knew well but he would not answer kate had no right to put such a thing upon him newcombe however did not hesitate it is very hard for me to say he made reply but there is a merchantman the king and queen which sails from there in three days for jamaica i know this for i send some goods and i wish mistress bonnet that i could say something against your sailing in her but i cannot for since you will not let me take care of you your uncle is surely the best one in the world to do it and as to the vessel i know she is a safe one but you could not go sailing away in any vessel by yourself cried dame charter no matter how safe she may be oh no cried kate and the more we talk about our plan the more fully it reveals itself to me in all its various parts i am going to ask you to go with me my dear dame charter and as she spoke she seized both of the hands of the other i have funds of my own which are invested in the town and i can afford the expense surely my good friend you will not let me go forth alone and all unused to travel leaving me safely with my uncle you could return when the ship came back to bridgetown dame charter turned upon the girl a look of kind compassion but at the same time she knit her brows right glad would i be to do that for you she said but i cannot go away and leave my son who has only me take him with you cried kate two women travelling alone to unknown shores might readily need a protector and if not there are so many things which he might do think of it my dear dame charter to my uncle's home in jamaica is the only place to which i can go and if you do not go with me how can i go there dame charter now shed tears but they were the tears of one good woman feeling for the misfortunes of another i will go with you my dear young lady she said and i will not leave you until you are in your uncle's care and as to my boy here now dickory spoke from out of the blazing noontide of his countenance oh i will go he cried i do so greatly want to see jamaica without being noticed his mother took him by the hand she did not know what he might be tempted to say next mr newcombe stood very doleful and well he might for if his lady love went away in this fashion there was good reason to suppose that he might never see her again but kate had no word to comfort him for how could she in this company and began to talk rapidly about her preparations i suppose until the ship shall sail i may stay with you addressing dame charter stay here exclaimed the good dame of course you can stay here we are like one family now and we will all go on board ship together kate walked to the boat with mr newcombe he having offered to undertake her business in town and at her father's house and to see the owners of the king and queen in regard to passage dickory stood radiant speaking to no one master martin newcombe was the lover of mistress kate bonnet but he dickory was going with her to jamaica the following days fled rapidly long-visaged martin newcombe whose labors in behalf of his lady were truly labors of love as their object was to help her go to where his eyes could no longer feast upon her and from which place her voice would no longer reach him went with a bitter taste in his mouth to visit madame bonnet to endeavor to persuade her to deliver to her stepdaughter such further belongings as that young lady was in need of 
that forsaken person was found to be only too glad to comply with this request hoping earnestly that neither the property nor its owner should ever again be seen by her she was in high spirits believing that she was a much better manager of the plantation than her eccentric husband had ever been and she had already engaged a man to take the place of ben greenway who had been a sore trouble to her these many years she was buoyed up and cheered by the belief that the changes she was making would be permanent and that she would live and die the owner of the plantation she alone in all bridgetown and vicinity had no doubts whatever in regard to her husband's sailing from barbados in his own ship and with a redundancy of rascality below its decks the respectability and good reputation of major bonnet did not blind her eyes she had heard him talk about the humdrum life on shore and the reckless glories of the brave buccaneers but she had never replied to these remarks fearing that she might feel obliged to object to them and she did not tell him how in late years she had heard him talk in his sleep about standing with a brandished sword on the deck of a pirate ship it was her dream that his dreams might all come true so kate's baggage was put on board the king and queen a very humble vessel considering her sounding name and dame charter's few belongings were conveyed to the vessel in dickory's canoe the cottage being left in charge of a poor and well-pleased neighbor when the day came for sailing our friends with not a few of the townspeople were gathered upon the deck where kate at first looked about for dickory not recognizing at the moment the well-dressed young fellow who had taken his place his sunday costume became him well and he was so bravely decked out in the matter of shoes and stockings that kate did not recognize him to every one mistress kate bonnet made clear that she was going to her uncle's house in jamaica where she expected to meet her father and many were the good wishes bestowed upon her when the time drew near when the anchor should be heaved kate withdrew to one side with mr newcomb you must believe said she kindly that everything between us is just as it was when we used to sit on the shady bank and look out over the ripples of the river there will be waves instead of ripples for us to look over now but there will be no change either the one way or the other then they shook hands fervently more than that would have been unwarrantable the king and queen dropped down the stream and master newcomb stood sadly on the pier while kate bonnet waved her handkerchief to him and to her friends dame charter sat and smiled at the town she was leaving and at the long stretches of the river before her she knew not to what future she was going but her heart was uplifted at the thought that a new life was opening before her son in her little cottage and in her little fields there was no future for him and now to what future might he not be sailing as for dickory he knew no more of his future than the seabirds knew what was going to happen to them he cared no more for his future than the clouds cared whether they were moving east or west his life was like the sparkling air in which he moved and breathed he stood upon the deck of the vessel with the wind filling the sails above while at a little distance stood kate bonnet her ribbons floating in the breeze he would have been glad to sing aloud but he knew that it would not be proper in the presence of the ladies and the captain and so he let his heart do his singing which was not heard except by himself End of chapter seven